On this episode, we share our favorite attraction songs at Walt Disney World. This is episode 313 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey, guys. Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Capture the Magic community and ask to join. Uh, and while we haven't had any new CTM Universal podcast recently, we're kind of figuring out uh, when we're going to release those. It may go down to once a month or every other uh, a week or so, but we want to make sure we have content. We will be heading down there on December 4th to check out all of the Christmas festivities, so I am sure Woo-hoo! that we'll bring you an episode on that uh, on the CTM Universal feed, so go ahead and go out to subscribe there. Uh, on Tuesdays, you still got Main Street Magic with Rhonda and I. Woo-hoo! On Wednesdays, we got the Diz Dudes with Jared and I. And on Thursdays, we got the Capture the Magic podcast with Jared and Jamie. And if you want even more content, including Diz Dudes Live, in park and resort live streams, CTM at the Movies, 20% off all CTM Network merchandise, and so much more, check out Club 32 at ctmvip.com. Once you get ready to plan your next vacation, uh, we highly recommend you check out zippity-doo.travel. You can find them at travelwithzip.com. There's a quick form there you can fill out, uh, let them know what you're looking to do, where you're looking to stay, Disney, Universal, uh, places all over the world as long as they've reopened of course uh and they're going to give you a quote they're going to get your vacation booked they're going to help you plan uh it's absolutely they're wonderful service uh we we hear nothing but great things and we have nothing but great things to say because we use them ourselves so again head out to travelwithzip.com fill out that form and all of this is at no additional cost to you and if you want the absolute best in theme park inspired coffees teas and merchandise head on out to expeditionroasters.com and use code CAPTURE15 to save 15% off your entire order. So today's episode is going to piggyback on last week's episode, actually, which was about our favorite uh, attraction scenes. Correct. And this week we're going to talk about our favorite attraction songs. Oh. So uh, this is another idea that, that I'd actually heard on uh, from Diz Unplugged with their Best and Worst series, and it's a good idea. So we're going to take it, and we're going to use it as our own. Okay. <laughs> so nobody tell on us. Um so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go through. We have our top 10 list ranked from 10 down to 1. Uh, we'll go ahead and let you know what the ride is and the song. And then I'll play a brief snippet of that song okay. in case you're unfamiliar with it. <laughs> um, I, I imagine that most people have heard every song on this list. There's one. Uh, maybe they haven't, I would say. And we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, and then I'm going to give a little bit of information, some history or trivia you're gonna as it relates. You're going to drop some knowledge? Bombs. Dropping all knowledge right. bombs all over people's ears, uh, right in their ear hole. So yeah, I'll I'll do I'll read a little bit of some you know either trivia or history okay. or things like that. Sounds good. Uh, and then good. we'll discuss the song. Okay. So should we just get right into it? We should. All right. What is number ten on our list, Rhonda? Well, we are going to be at the Magic Kingdom, which I think a lot on our list we're going to be at the Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom, and we are going to ride. It's a small world. <laughs> It's a world of laughter, a world of tears It's a world of hopes and a world of 
Yeah, so this uh, attraction's tentative soundtrack design was featuring each national anthem, and they were going to all play at once. Uh, what? Which resulted in a... Uh, <laughs> Chaotic? Yeah, a chaotic would be good. The actual from Wiki, the word they used is is uh, cacophonious noise. <laughs> I think I pronounced that correct. It sounds wow. like a bad word. Um, yeah, basically, you would have had each each country's theme song playing in that area, but you're going to get a lot of bleed and distortion as you go from one country to the next because you're going to hear both. Right. So was not going to work. Uh, so Walt had a, a miniature mock-up, and he took his staff songwriters, you may have heard of these fellas, uh, Robert Sherman and Richard Sherman, um, and they walked through, and Walt said, I need one song, a simple song for the attraction, which could be easily translated into many different languages, and which could be played in throughout, basically. Yeah. So Sherman Brothers wrote, it's a small world, parentheses, after all, in the wake of the Cuban Missile Crisis, which influenced the song's message. Oh, wow. uh, they first presented It's a Small World to Walt by singing in counterpoint while walking through the mock-up. In the spirit of international unity, It's a Small World was sung and recorded in various studios around the world, uh, like a church choir in London, <gasps> t- TV wow. performance in Mexico City, uh, a school chorus in Rome, and by local children from Tokyo and California. That's amazing. Really, really is cool. And, you know, uh, it's uh, one more bit of trivia and and we'll talk about it. It's argued that the song is the single most performed and most widely translated song on Earth. Uh, Songs, tune and lyrics are the only Disney creations never to be copywritten, uh, as UNICEF requested, and can be heard worldwide on musical devices ranging from keyboard demos to ice cream trucks. It remains (laughs) a gift to the children of the world. So let's talk a little bit about wow. it's a small world because I think hearing you know hearing some of that history of it in the way that it came to be is does it make what, you like it a little bit more? Yeah, it does. I mean, and and you know we can joke about this one because this is certainly one that is like an earworm and will get stuck in your head, and many people don't care to have to hear this song, <laughs> you know, like, but it's iconic. Oh, yeah. And if you think, you know, I think this is one of those, you say, name some Disney songs from yes. attractions. Everybody's going to mention this one, right? Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And I think to the range of mothers out there that have ridden this from, you know, mid-60s to mid-70s, like my mom and your mom, they love this ride. Yeah. And yeah. they want to ride it every time they're in Disney World. Yeah. And it's just. It is cute. It's fun. It's great. And that's really neat to hear all this information, too. It, yeah, it Makes really you is. like it a little bit more. A little bit more. I think the biggest issue is that this plays for, you know, upwards of over 12 minutes continuously. Now, I know that it is translated in some of the different countries, so it's yep. technically not the same. Yep. But it's that same melody just burned and etched into your brain over, mm. you know, 12 plus minutes of this ride. <laughs> um, th- but it, it's... It's a classic, incredible Disney song. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's no matter neat which way was, you look at it. Oh, yeah. And it was neat that it was written specifically for this, which is really cool. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you think about that uh, being such a classic and iconic song heard all around the world. Mm-hmm. It's neat to think that, you know, in most of these, I think technically, I believe nine out of 10 of these were written for the attraction Mm -hmm. but to become that big of a hit worldwide based on oh yeah hey i need one song you know for this ride i'm coming up with is really really cool that is um so let's move on to number nine and what do we have there 
Uh, we are still at the Magic Kingdom, and it is the Tiki 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 Room. Yeah, so again, uh, Sherman Brothers were called upon to write the song after seeing an early test of the show, uh, being instructed to come up with an introductory song. They recycled the tune from a song they wrote for the Escape to Paradise Waterbirds episode of Walt Disney Presents that played over behind-the-scenes footage of Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, look at that. So That's you're gonna hear, pretty neat. You're going to hear Sherman a few times. Sherman. Sherman Brothers a few times. Uh, definitely They're not legendary Sherman Williams, right? The painters. No, that's painter. <laughs> that, that, it is not. Um, what, do, what, do you, what do you think of this? Of, of oh, Tiki 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 I, Room? <laughs> I absolutely love it. This is my mother's, one of my mother's favorites. And I, I remember going and seeing it as a child and I love it. Um, I think it's so cool. I think the music is amazing. I love all the song. I love, you know, the volcano, like dark song yeah. when they sing and just I I, I love it. it. It as an adult, it's, you know, kind of funny to go back in there and see it. And I think my imagination as a child was so different. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, though. It is iconic and I love it. It's a great one. Yeah, what do I you mean, think? No, I agree. I mean, we can talk a lot about, you know, uh, things that you would potentially change. Of course, I think Enchanted Tiki Room comes up a lot, but there's such a big part. You know, I know Walt wanted the, he didn't want the, the parks to be a museum. He wanted them to always be evolving and stuff like that. But right. there are some things like this attraction show and song that, again, are just so classic and iconic that you kind of don't want them to ever go away. You Correct. know, there's such a big part of nostalgia for something like this Mm -hmm. you know and and we probably haven't seen it in two years or something Mm -hmm. but i can i can hear the song i can picture the scenes absolutely i can can place myself sitting in there absolutely right now even though it's probably been two years since we've been in and i think that says a lot for it and obviously why it's on our list absolutely i completely agree all right we're gonna move over to uh number eight and this will be our only song without any words what are we doing here we are going to be at Epcot and we are on Soren. So this was written by Jerry Goldsmith. Um, now, of course, the ride video did change when we went, you know, to Soren around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bruce 
Broughton arranged new music for the ride, but thankfully the main themes from Goldsmith's score are still present. Oh, uh, cool. So they added more orchestra embellishments into the arrangement and also allowed the orchestration uh, to change with the various locales. So like London Studio Orchestra recorded their new version at Abbey Road. Uh, you can hear all the international flavor added like African drums and Indian sitar, among other things. Nice. So I think that part lends to it. Um, yeah, that's cool. No, no words. Yeah, but so it makes our list. Could you put words to it? I could not. Why? Because I don't know what I would. I don't <laughs> know what I would say. Again, it'd be like, would it be? Would it just be descriptive of what's happening? You know? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. And the thing is, honestly, words would take away from this. Is like this is like movie epicness. Yeah. You know the yep. dun, 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 and just it, it again. It, it puts me on the ride. Yeah. And it adds so much value. Yet again, without words. I do agree. And I think it is neat. And then when you hear it, too, I feel like you're like, oh, that's Soren. Like, you know, yes. like, you know, it's it's not like, what is that? Right. You know, right. like, yeah. you know, I do wish I wish that it had. I don't know. Maybe I wish it had something like at the end after the fireworks go off. It was like Soren around the world. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. No, you don't like this? No, lyrics? I don't know. Okay. I'm it, not sure. Just, it just, yeah. No, it does not need lyrics. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Patrick could sing, huh? Oh, if Patrick Warbutin would sing. Then See, I would totally and that's where, like, that. I almost like put those two together, like his whole speech, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but yeah. Anyways, Soren's great song. And and and, and as, great as, music. As, yeah, I mean, as we think of it, I'm trying to think. You know, obviously, there's lots of other rides that have some sort of soundtrack behind them that you know music uh, accompanying music maybe without lyrics or, or words or anything but none of them stand out the way soren does to me i uh, yeah i agree like i want to like i wouldn't like just like ride my bike to the song like you know what i mean like <laughs> riding your bike and it's okay. going on it would just and put it in your so airpods cool. and yeah yeah and and the way that they literally took something they made music that makes you feel like flight if that makes so sense you can be riding your bike and listening to Soren, and you could on, feel like yeah, you're. They did it on ET. I just they heard flew. to say you're feeling like you're flying. Like you could take Soren and and put it over ET when they fly on the bike, and it would fit. It would fit any sort of flying okay type thing. Now, I don't think it would really work in like Top Gun. You need Danger Zone for that one. Okay, but they had to have lyrics. All right, we are moving on to number seven. <laughs> uh, and what are we doing here, Robin? We are going over to Animal Kingdom. To the Navi River Journey, and it's the Shaman Song. Yeah, so the shaman's song, which in Navi I cannot pronounce, uh, Wei Tirtwa, I, I may, I don't know, but uh, it's a song heard in Disney's <laughs> Animal Kingdom attraction, Navi River Journey, located at Pandora, the world of Avatar. Uh, it's sung toward the end of the attraction where guests pass through the shaman of songs. The lyrics are provided by Paul Fromer, the creator of the Navi language for the successful avatar franchise oh, uh, it's using the word franchise loosely because we still only have one movie cool but. well they're yeah. supposed to be making all the rest they of are. them they are 
Um, yeah, which so I'm that's very really excited cool. about. So I mean, this is the guy that created the Navi language for the movie. That's awesome. Obviously, he's the guy that wrote the song. Um, that's really cool. <laughs> what? We were we were discussing this episode and, and and kind of blurting out songs on our walk this morning as we just were trying to start coming up with a list. And you mentioned this one. Yeah. And I think it's a really really good one for the list. But I don't think it, it, it fits in the sense of the other nine songs on here. If you just ran up to somebody in a Disney park, right, which I wouldn't recommend doing right mm, now. Yeah, no, of, no. Of all time. I probably wouldn't do it in general, but yeah. especially in COVID times. But if you went up to them and just said, uh, Soren, they could probably go, oh, yeah, dun, 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 or, you know, Tiki Room. And they could probably at least hum tiki, it. Tiki, 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 <laughs> this is the only tiki one room. that I don't know if the average person could do that. Well, not yeah. average, but average Disney fan could do. But I think it totally belongs on this list. Yeah. Could you do it? Um, no. Well, see, I I just listened to it a bit ago because oh. I was pulling the music. Um, uh, oh, shoot. Now I can't think of it in my head. Yeah. It, it's like, I uh, see, and I don't know any of the words because they're not words to me. They're Navi. They're Navi <coughs> words. Yeah. Which it's like, hi, yeah, yo, ha. Like that type <laughs> of thing. It's kind of how it goes. Like, that's, okay. the, that's the tune of it. I don't mm-hmm. know if I got the words exactly right. Obviously, she's a better <laughs> singer than me. Um, but well, why did you specifically pick this one? Uh, well, I don't know that I would have potentially put it on the list I, if I was just coming I, up with it. I can't sing the words either, but I think of that like thing too, where it's like, oh, and she's moving and like, oh yeah, and it's so cool. And I, I remember, and I think the reason this song for two is, I remember I watched Avatar years ago. Like so many years ago when it maybe I don't want to say first came out, but and then the world of Avatar and Pandora was made at Animal Kingdom. And I remember going through and we probably went through Pandora. I'd say 10, 15, 20, try not really try not to exaggerate 20 times. And Disney Plus came and Avatar was on Disney Plus Mm -hmm. and I watched it again (laughs) And to watch it again after I've been 20 times through Pandora, it drew me and just connected me so much to it. I just, I love that area. I love the movie. I am so excited for the next movies. It, I don't know. It just, it's just one of those now that, like, that's what I think of. Like, I love it. Yeah. It's great. No, I, I mean, this, to me, this song, of course, this animatronic is unbelievable. You know, say what you will about Navi River Journey. The culmination of the entire ride to this end scene mm-hmm. and hearing this song, which is very catchy. I just think it's harder because it's it's done in Navi, not in English, um, <laughs> is what puts this on the list. I mean, that, again, you know, talk about last week we did best attraction scenes. Now we're doing best attraction songs. This has two of those that perfectly oh, align with each other. Absolutely. You know, the song makes the scene, and I think the scene makes the song. Yes. So it does a really, really good job of that. Um, and when well, you go back you and listen to it again, it is catchy. I mean, it will, oh, get, yeah. it will get stuck in your head, I think. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to move on to number six, which will be our newest song. Yes, and we are going over to Hollywood Studios on the one of the newest rides is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and it is Nothing Can Stop Us Now. Nothing can stop us now. I'll tell you how we're gonna make it happen. Let's take 
so Nothing Can Stop Us Now is the theme song for the attraction Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, it's first sung by Mickey and Minnie during the pre-show short Perfect Picnic and then heard throughout the ride until the end. A uh, song was made available on all streaming platforms on March 6, 2020. Uh, and this song was the final song Russie Taylor sung uh, and was dedicated to her memory, uh, <gasps> voice of Minnie Mouse who passed away in 2019. So, Aww. <laughs> you look so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really, really cool, though. And I think that make, gives it added... Oh, my goodness. I didn't know Yeah, that. it gives like an added uh, something to this list, you know. Oh, and wow. This... Nothing can stop us now. I mean, again, it's going to get stuck in here. <laughs> like, I mean, wow. it's, cool. it's pretty good, babe. It's good. Um, I think in years, as years passed, this goes up there with some of the, the best attraction songs yeah. that Disney's ever created. The oh, thing yeah. is, a lot of these we've been hearing for 30, 40, almost 50 years. Right. This one hadn't even been around a year yet. Right. But I think it it has everything that a classic and iconic attraction song needs. Yes. It's just very fresh and new, and a lot of people potentially haven't heard it or ridden the ride yet. Right. What do you think of it? Oh, I I love it. I, I think I think Disney does best where they almost kind of tell a story with a song. Yeah. And it's almost also kind of, well, it's always positive, and nothing can stop us now. Like, you know, let, let use that when you're going to a job interview. You know, use that when, you know, you're doing something that you're maybe a little nervous or scared about. No, nothing can stop us now. Like, just wow. be that person. And I don't know. Like, they just got that um, positivity behind it. And it's fantastic. Yeah. So. And I mean, and it's Mickey and Minnie. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, nothing's more iconic than that. Yep. And just picture you like rolling up to a, a job interview, like in a suit and tie and briefcase ready to go. go and in your car, just, nothing can stop us now. Like, it would just be yeah. funny. Absolutely. <laughs> like you're just blaring it and you got like the bass kicking. That's right. and, like, you pull up and the windows are yep. shaking and yep. guy's like, is this my two o'clock interview? <laughs> what is this guy listening to? And then he and goes in there up? and he blows them away because he's got this song. That song and that positivity and that, like, I can do this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You have really taken a lot from this song. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like it is now the motto to your life. Um. It, exactly. <laughs> and it could be yeah. just like this next one. This next one is wonderful. What are we getting into next? We are going over to Epcot and a little figment ride and one little spark. Imagination, imagination, a dream can be a dream come true, with just that spark from me and you, imagination, one little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation, right at the start of everything that's new. So One Little Spark uh, is the theme song to the Journey into Imagination attraction at Epcot, written by the Sherman Brothers, where it served as one of the attraction's signature songs, making it most memorable songs in Disney Parks history. Uh, it's still used in the Epcot attraction Journey into Imagination with Figment, uh, with altered verses sung by Figment during the ride. Two uh, 
excuse me, two unused verses can be found in the 1994 songbook, a souvenir Disney songbook, favorite songs from Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean. We'll have to this, listen to that. Yeah, this, this One Little Spark's wonderful. And you, I know you love, you love Figment. I do. I, I mean, I grew up with loving him and I don't know, just the imagination and I love that. And, you know, I guess I do have a vivid imagination sometimes yeah. and it's just I feel like I can kind of relate and um, I love the ride and the song and like the upside down room of his like house basically yeah. I, j- I love it and it's again it's that song one little <laughs> spark you know one little spark can change the world you know so there you go wow you're taking these for some great positivity I like it um yeah, I mean, Figment, this is this is iconic. This is classic. I, you know, I enjoy, again, that the parts are ever-changing and evolving. But, and I think Epcot's going to be fabulous when it's done. Oh, yeah, with all the But it's not going to feel, it's, 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 it's just never going to be the Epcot that was again. Like, as Hollywood Studios has evolved, mm-hmm. as Magic Kingdom, you know, evolves, it still feels like the park that it originally was and Epcot okay. just it's it's going away from that but something like this you know Epcot was built off of like imagination and, and the future and, and all and I think this still has that classic feel to it where as much as I'd be okay with them changing it I almost don't want them to because it has that initial like it takes me right back to like 1980s and so yep you know or when I used to go as a kid yep. just figment in general and and I love that. And did you have a figment song stuffed is, animal? I did. Me I, too. I did. Um, I love I loved figment too. Yep. You know, and I think everybody did. Anybody who grew up like I feel like as a kid in the eighties going to Disney, yep, liked figment. Oh yeah. You know, and and that's why people are up in arms anytime they think they might remove him completely. I'm okay if this got a you know an update or a refurb. Right. As long as it stayed with figment. Yeah. I think that would be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the the video that my childhood friend sent me from when we went in 86 i'm pretty sure i'm holding a figment stuffed animal and some of them because we went to epcot and yeah one little spark is, is such a good song nice. pretty much anything the sherman brothers write is gold all right next we are going to move on over to our number four attraction song yeah and we are going right back over to magic kingdom we're gonna ride splash mountain and we are gonna listen to zippity doodah so zippity doo is a song composed by Ali Rorbel with lyrics by Ray Gilbert for the Disney 1946 live-action and animated movie Song of the South, uh, sung by James Baskett. For Zippity Doodah, the film won the Academy Award for Best Original Song and was the second in a long line of Disney songs to win this award after When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio, 1940. In 2004, it finished at number 47 in AFI's 100 Years, 100 Songs, A Survey of Top Tunes in American Cinema. Wow. So Disney historian Jim Corcus said the word zippity doo was reportedly invented by Walt Disney. 
who had a fondness for these types of nonsense words from bippity boppity boo to supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, The song is likely influenced by the chorus of the pre-Civil War folk song Zip Coon, a turkey in the straw variation. Zip a doodin 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 zip a doodin day. (laughs) I'm glad that's not what they went with. Say that five times fast. I barely say it one time fast. (laughs) Um, So as 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 Ron and I were having the the conversation, you know, pre-show and and kind of talking about this idea, um, one of the things I didn't technically because you had mentioned uh, "Let It Go" from Frozen Ever After, and I didn't technically want to include a, a song that wasn't written for the attraction. Right. And while I understand this song was not written for the attraction, I think so many people, you know, I mean, so many people have not seen Song of the South and many people will probably never get a chance to see it because, you know, I mean, Disney's really doing their best to bury this thing. Um, But this feels like it was written for the ride. So I'm cheating a little bit when we put this in our list, I think. But what what makes you love, I guess, this song so much and it won't be able to make our list here in the future because it will be. Gonzo. Right. <laughs> um, I don't I just love the the I can't really whistle, but I love the whistling of it. I love the the song of it. Um I I don't know. I just I don't associate it with this movie, of course, because I haven't seen it. I don't think a lot of people tend right. not to. Right. So that's where I'm a little sad because it will go away forever. Yeah. Um but it's so funny because it's just, it, again, it, I feel like it's iconic and it's one of those things like our our awesome travel agency is zippity doo da. every time my brain's like zippity doo da, zippity You sing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, not really. I do not. That's true. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. This is this song's great. It's I know I keep saying the word classic and iconic. But that's what it is to Disney. Mm. Uh, we are going to lose it with the changeover the to a dip. Princess and the Frog, you know, attraction, <coughs> um, which I'm okay with because I love that movie. And I think I hope we get a new song that will stick in your head and, and that you'll love. Yeah. With the new ride, because from my understanding, it's a continuation from the movie, not a retelling, like you know, kind of like Under the Sea. Or, you know, even even Nemo, like right. some of those that are more of retellings of the movie, this will be an addition to it. So then we so. would need new songs. Huh? We will so, need new songs. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. So we need new songs. <laughs> yep. Do you think like they'll do something like, do you think they'll ever like do something with this? I guess not. They want to bury it, right? Yeah. So I, it's I, not yeah, like I mean, they'd even yeah. whistle a tune. I mean, they, they've always, they've done nods, you know, you look at Winnie the Pooh and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride where he's handing over the deed and, and stuff like that. You know, you get a little picture of that in Winnie the Pooh. Um, it's possible they could give it a little bit of a nod, you know. I mean, I, again, I, I still think the majority of people that ride this think it's an original idea and ride built for Disney. Right. You know, there's a lot of people, you have to say, no, this is based off this movie, you know, from the 40s Song of the South. Right. And I think a lot of people go, oh, it is? You know, like, it's almost like it's an afterthought. <laughs> oh, right, you know? like, I didn't know. Yeah, it's I really almost didn't. like it's an afterthought. So, um, and all I thought the, the bird here is great. It. I thought the bird mm-hmm. came up with it. He did. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's his, uh, that was his, his name. His name is Ali Rubel. Oh, no, no, Ray, I'm sorry, Ray Gilbert is the name of the bird. The bird? That, mm. that came up with this song. Okay. So. All right, let's move on. Let's do, you know what? Let's just stick around Magic Kingdom for the rest of this list. Okay. What do you think? Let's do that. All right, let's move on Because they got to, some good ones. Yeah, let's move on to number three. Oh, it's my great um, napping spot. How dare you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is 
Carousel of Progress, and it is There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great There's a great big beautiful tomorrow It's the theme song of course As Rhonda just mentioned The Carousel of Progress It was written by the Sherman Brothers Surprise A song was first used in the Carousel of Progress One of several Disney attractions created for 1964 New York World's Fair. Uh, after Walt Disney died on December 15th in 1966, the Sherman Brothers viewed the song as his theme song because of his optimism and his visions for the future. Oh, That's that really kind of cool. gave me chills. I, I could I could certainly see that. Oh, my own theme song. <laughs> no, my own theme song would be Soren. I just oh, want that to be able to like play in the background like anytime I walk into a room or something. Uh, okay. That would be cool. Uh, what do you, what do you, you think of this? Put that on my phone and just do it. Yeah, every and just time follow me around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think of this? Because often you do sleep through this song, and <laughs> you should be punished as such. <laughs> but it, it, but it's a great big beautiful I tomorrow. Know. I know. Um, I love it. I do. I do. There has been times where I do not sleep through mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really cool the to see the past and what's supposed to be the future. I think they could. Update the future a little bit, yeah. Um, but the the great again, again, iconic song that is. It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Like if today's not doing good, you got tomorrow, you know, and you just you got to make it great. Yeah. So yeah. there. <laughs> All right, maybe put the this. <laughs> so you listen to like, or here you go. If you 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 don't get the job, the nothing can stop us now song yep. did not work. Yep. You don't get the job. Yep. You get back in your car and you think, you know what? There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Right, because I might have another interview tomorrow. <laughs> right. Exactly. See? And then you probably for that one, I would use Danger Zone as your theme song going up because <laughs> that's 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 good. But yeah, I mean, this is I would uh, yeah, I'd almost say this could be like the theme song for current times. But uh, tomorrow, tomorrow can still be big and beautiful. But it's not going to be that different than today, like with the things that are going on <laughs> in the world. So maybe like there's a, a great big beautiful future, there's mm-hmm. a great big beautiful uh, eventually, mm-hmm. something like that maybe. But no, and 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 yeah, and, and the way that you you know you sing your way out of every scene and sing it right back in every scene yep. as this as you rotate around this stage, it's yep. just so cool. It really is. And this is one like you know the rest of the day, small world stuck in your head. And you're like, I need a drink. This is awful. But Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow gets stuck in your head. Like, it's okay. You're happy. Like, I'm all right with it. Yeah, it is. It's very and it is positive and happy. a great nap spot, too, if anybody's you ever. You settle down. You do not. That's what we need to do. Top 10 places that Rhonda can, can nap in oh, Disney. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that. any show is probably one mm-hmm. for you. Um, Skyliner. A long a bus. But it needs to be a good, like... 20 minute ride 30 minute yeah so that's why you're, but that's why you're going for like shows or yeah yeah you could probably do like the caribbean beach to epcot yep skyliner would probably be a good place for you to nap yep. bus ride if maybe you're staying at animal kingdom lodge yep. you know and going to like magic kingdom because it's kind of far away so all right <laughs> let's move into our top two 
Uh, and I think that our top two could potentially be completely interchangeable. But what is number two? Number two is from Pirates of the Caribbean. And it is Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. We go, we plunder, we rival, and don't break up me, honey, Yo-Ho. We stand up and baggage and don't give a hope, break up me, honey, Yo-Ho. Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. We talk, we talk, we talk, we talk, we talk, we talk, we Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me is the theme song for the Pirates of the Caribbean attractions at Disney theme parks. The music was written by George Bruns with lyrics by Xavier Atencio. Oh, okay. Um, there, there's, I mean, there's not a lot of other real, you know, true history, anything on this or, or great trivia, um, but... But this was written for this ride. Yeah. And it would later be used in movies. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say. Which is pretty say, cool. That's really cool. Um, you know, again, when you take something like a ride like this and you have to loosely base an entire franchise and movies on it, I love when they can give nods like Absolutely. this you know, from the ride. I think that really, really helps it connect. Yep. Um, I mean, what? come on. What's better than Yo-Ho, a pirate's life for me? Right. Everybody chanting. I mean, it makes you want to like grab a beer and do the arm swingy thing mm-hmm. which is tough because then you spill beer everywhere yeah like you need like a sippy cup bad or something do uh-huh. that whole arm swing and yo ho yo ho i mean it's it's this song's awesome yeah pirate's life <laughs> man i mean again still positive pirate's life man what, get that, some okay. gold you're, you're just, get some he got a red head yeah you're man. really you're really stretching now <laughs> if anybody is listening to this song on their way to an important job interview I'm kind of questioning some of your decisions in life, unless you're going to like uh, interview at the Pirate Museum down in St. Augustine. <laughs> that probably would get you ready to roll. See? So, but yeah, if you're like, I don't know, you're like going for a lawyer job or something. I don't know. You're like, well, this doesn't work out. A pirate's life, man. Yeah. I get some gold. I got some redheads. I got some rum. I wouldn't bring those up in most Why job is the interviews. Rum- <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love this song. I love this attraction. Yeah. You know, again, I think this is one where you put together. No, it's just so fun. It is. It is fun. No, that's yep. the perfect way to put it. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know again that I would use this as like my daily affirmation to, to you know, make my life better, but it is fun <laughs> and it's almost impossible not to sing along with. Oh, yeah. You know, so I think it easily sits at number two. Uh, we can talk about number one. I, I think, again, these two could flip flop at any given moment. Okay. Uh, why don't you go ahead? We're down to number one, which... We'll talk about it in a second. Yeah, go ahead. Do a drum roll or something. Um, We are at the Haunted Mansion with Grim Grinning Ghost. The crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake. Spooks and knockers wane and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim Grinning Ghost, come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a dark disguise. They pretend to terrorize. When Brindos come out to socialize. So the complete title is Grim Grinning Ghosts, The Screaming Song. <gasps> That's um, cool. <laughs> it was composed by Buddy Baker, again with lyrics written by Xavier Atencio. Uh, its melody has been adapted for numerous uses since its composition in the late 1960s. Uh, the term Grim Grinning Ghost is taken from William Shakespeare 
Shakespeare's poem, Venus and Adonis, uh, where it was used by Venus as a derogatory towards death. Oh, wow. I mean, come on. I mean, this this song is just the absolute. Like, you're in a haunted mansion with 999 dead people, (laughs) ghosts, Mm -hmm. a miniature bride that scares the bejesus out of me every Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. a serial, a, a female serial killer of husbands. Oh, that was so cool. And they've That's made this favorite. song that, again, like just gives you chills in like a good way. Like it just like mm-hmm. it's happy. Like you get into the. Oh, yeah. You know, you get into like the cemetery the scene. Cemetery. And all. Yeah, because oh. it is. It's, it is. It's almost happy. Yeah. Some of those poppy uppy ones kind of scary. Care for, don't care for that. Yeah. They kind of. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I like like I, I want to go to the I want to go to this party. Like these ghosts are having a pretty good party. And they've got a great soundtrack. When you die, you can just go. You remember the little lady that says, "Don't forget." Yeah, she scares. She scares me. I don't. I because she could like like just she could hide under your bed. You know what I mean? Like a full size. Like all right. Like Jason and Freddy Krueger and all are scary, but they're not really gonna like hide under your bed. Like come on, that'd be how are they gonna fit under our bed? That would just be too much for them. Right, you're but gonna this have little nightmares lady, tonight. Probably this little lady easily hide under your bed. Uh-huh. You fall asleep at night, and she just comes out. Like you wake up, and she's just like standing on your nightstand. I wonder if I can. Would be scarier. I I buy her. If you why why would you even think of buying it? So you can try and scare me at night. Uh, I don't know. Like, I can get punchy when I'm scared in the evening. <laughs> I, I it's not good. Don't don't look at buying it. But don't we own? No, that's the we own one. We own the bride stuffed animal. Yeah, but that no, 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 no. That's the bride, the bride, bride. No, that's Constance. Um, not this little not lady. Scary. But it, but she looks like a bride. Why is she dressed that way? She's I don't know. Got like a, a white. <gasps> Maybe it is Lily. Maybe it is Constance. She just know. shrunk down. I try not to look at her because it really. Does I think she's so me. cool. I, no, not whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I mean this this song is is so good. It, it's I love playing it at Halloween around the house. Oh yeah, absolutely makes the perfect Halloween soundtrack. Ah, ah. Um, and like the hitchhiking ghost. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, haunted mansion was our number one attraction scene at the <gasps> ballroom. That's right. It's our number one attraction song. Ooh. I mean, you'd Is be. There any, you'd be. Know. I don't. I'd, we'll see what come up. Like our 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 top ten scariest miniature women on Disney <laughs> attractions. Haunted Mansion is winning that one. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Our our top ten um, heads on sticks that pop out from graves. <laughs> haunted Mansion's going to win that one. Mm. Um, but I don't know what else. Did y'all know? <laughs> speaking of this ride, that the singing statues, everybody thinks that is supposed to be Walt, but it's not. It is not Walt. Nope. No, not at all. It does look like so. Him, it does. And if people were like, "What?" I hope it didn't ruin anything for and you. I still like. I just love haunted haunted mansion. Really, is you know, <laughs> it's one of those when you break it down. It's not my favorite ride. But it, it's arguably the best ride. Oh, I love at that Disney. ride. Oh, I know. I absolutely love it. But it's not my favorite. Oh. But when yeah, you really okay. do break it down, yeah. you know, we talked last time about the anatomy of yeah. a ride and all yeah. of that. Right. When you really break it down, this is this is amazing. No, oh, of course. And I think at first it was supposed to be a walkthrough attraction. It was. Yes, but it was. I, if I if my memory serves and Disney history buffs don't yell at me or anything, um, you can yell at Rhonda. But oh, not yeah. me. That's not nice. <laughs> no, it was supposed to be a walkthrough attraction, but it was just it was going to like take too long, you know, because people could go at their own pace and, and whatever, if I remember correctly. 
Um, that's feel free to cool, yeah, though. feel free to to research it and tell me I'm wrong. I usually <laughs> am. So, but yeah, I mean, I just everything about this ride is is so perfect. Oh yeah, me. it's so cool. And and so every, you know, I wonder if anybody's ever gone through and counted the 999 happy haunts. Well, I, like like head on stick counts as one, right? I guess. And what about all the ghosts? Do you think there really the ghosts are, that are 999? I would not put it past Disney, Disney? at oh, okay. all to have literally included 999, even somehow down to those ghost projections that fly above okay. the cemetery scene. You know what I mean? Like I get. Yep. Yep. Okay. I do want to look that up. See if anybody's ever tried Ooh. to like count them. I mean, you technically could. You could ride it just as many times as you needed, and basically almost mark them off. Like map out the ride mm. of where they I are. I feel like that would be hard. Off. Well, obviously, it would be hard. I can't. I don't think I can count on nine hundred and ninety-nine. I'm not going to do it trying <laughs> to count ghosts, and I'd probably lose count every time when one of those stupid heads pops up. And like, then you oh, know, oh, nine hundred ninety-four, nine hundred ninety-six. Yeah. Darn you, deadhead. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> any, any maybe honorable mentions or something we didn't make? I mean, I do agree, like, let it go, but to me, that's almost like a cop out. Like I, right. I, I love Frozen Ever After. Mm-hmm. I love the ride, but that's one where I still think, I mean, we got a Frozen 2, we got Olaf's Adventure, we got mm-hmm. the new, you know, Olaf Snowman little short. Like, I think that Frozen actually has so much story to tell. Oh, yeah. I wish they would have told more. Yeah. In a ride the way that they're supposed to be doing with Princess and the Frog. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, really, for me, like, The Little Mermaid, I'm okay reliving that movie because I, I, I don't feel the same about that movie as that there's a ton more story to tell. Yeah. You know? After the uh, live action, you never know. But maybe. And didn't and we'll didn't they have Little Mermaid 2 and 3? Yeah. And then they didn't go the half route like with Lion King, right? Didn't Lion King have like Lion King I, one and a half and two I don't and remember. two and Probably. three eighths and Probably. four and a quarter and stuff, <laughs> uh, which I don't never understand. But um, so I think that's it for this episode. A uh, little bit of trivia. We recorded um, 20 minutes of this episode. We got up to number two and I looked at Rhonda and said, this episode is awful. <laughs> and yes. we yes, just we both agreed that we didn't care for the, the way it was going. Um and just didn't feel like it was going to be a good episode. We hope that all of our episodes are good, but if we ever have a feeling that something just isn't at our best, we scrap it. So we scrapped it, uh, went back to the drawing board, uh, added some some more notes, looked up some of this trivia, and we hope that you have enjoyed this secondary, albeit much better, version (laughs) of the top 10 Walt Disney World attraction songs. Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. Uh, if you've not already, please subscribe to Main Street Magic. You can subscribe to Capture the Magic Universal, uh, the Diz Dudes, and the Capture the Magic podcast. And as long as you're out there on the interwebs doing the old keyboard thing, you might as well leave all of us a rating and review. Because it helps all of our shows grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away 
man has a dream and that's the start he follows his dream with mind and heart when it becomes a reality it's a dream come true for you and me so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away